The first day of free agency is about to be over, and the Pistons have made zero signings. They did make a trade, though, and we'll talk about what all this means in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed with GameTime. I, I don't even need to tease the podcast. You guys know what this is about. First day of free agency, fans aren't happy. Fans aren't happy. So let me go ahead and say this. I, I've waited. I'm recording this at 10.30 p.m. Friday night. I have waited all night, giving the Pistons as much time as possible, to make some kind of signing in free agency, to do a bigger name trade, to do something. Because I didn't want to record the podcast and just talk about the, the trade they made with Joe Harris and how they haven't done anything with multiple hours to go in the day and then it posts and all of a sudden something happens and not everything I'm talking about makes no sense. So I've given the Pistons as much time as I possibly can while keeping it um, while keeping it a, a, a late night podcast Friday night. So this is a late podcast, obviously, um, but I think everyone understands why free agency started at 6 p.m. And once it started at 6 p.m., actually before it started at 6 p.m., the Detroit Pistons made a trade. They took on Joe Harris and two second-round picks from the Brooklyn Nets for nothing. And I'm not, I'm not trolling when I say nothing. They, they gave back nothing. Actually, they gave 110K, I think, which is the absolute minimum you can send back. Um, that's what they sent back to the Brooklyn Nets. So what does this mean? Well, Joe Harris has a contract for $19.9 million this season. He is expiring contract. That His contract, the Pistons ate his contract, and now they have, now they could make some moves, and we'll talk about this later, but as of right now, as I'm recording this, I swear to God, they better not make a move once I finally decide to record this podcast. But as of right now at 10.38 p.m., they have around $6.5 million in cap space, which means Joe Harris has essentially taken up all of their cap space. And if you have any Woj notifications on, you have Shams notifications on, if you've been watching ESPN, been paying attention at all today, you will see that a lot of free agents have been signed already. Cam Johnson went right back to Brooklyn for $27 million. Looks like they would have matched no matter what the Pistons did. Um, Kyle Kuzma went back to the Washington Wizards. Bruce Brown went to the Indiana Pacers. Um... Utah Watanabe, he went to the Phoenix Suns. There have been a ton of signings. A bunch of guys are already off the board. Um, Cam Reddish, he went to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Rui Hachimura went back to the Los Angeles Lakers. So a lot of these guys, a lot of these free agents are gone. And not only are they gone, the Pistons now, as of right now, don't have a ton of cap space to use. Now they could still use the $6.5 million in cap space to get one of these low-key guys eventually. Now one of the guys that, are, that is still available um, Grant Williams, he's still available out there. Um, Herb Jones accepted a contract to go back to the Pelicans. Um, Fred Van Vliet went to the Houston Rockets. Like, there's been a lot of Chris Middleton went back to Milwaukee. Um, 
There's been a lot of deals, okay? There's been a lot of deals. And the Pistons haven't made any. But they did do the trade for Joe Harris. So what does the trade for Joe Harris mean? Well, this is these are my takeaways. These are the possible takeaways I have. The first takeaway is Troy Weaver knew they weren't going to be able to get the guys that they wanted at the top of this free agency class. He knew that the Brooklyn Nets were going to match whatever for Cam Johnson. And, oh, and Jeremy Grant, I forgot to mention. Jeremy Grant went back to Portland on a five-year, $160 million deal. If the Pistons would have paid that contract, I would have lost it on the podcast. So, decided that Brooklyn was going to match Cam. They weren't going to be able to, to afford Jeremy Grant or didn't want to afford Jeremy Grant. And they didn't want any of the other guys at, at the price tag that they would have had to hand out to get these guys in free agency. They didn't want to overpay for these mid-free agents. And their top guys, they, they realized that they just weren't able to get because Cam Johnson was a restricted free agent. And we all knew that that was going to be hard to do because of that. So they pivoted to their next plan, which was, if you guys remember on, over the last few podcasts, was what my plan B was. Now, it wasn't exactly my plan B. But basically the plan B was, okay, we're not going to make these signings in free agency. We don't want to overpay for these guys. If we can't get our top guys, we're going to pivot to trades. We'll eat a contract and get assets with it. The, the big trade I had been hoping that they would be able to pull off if Brooklyn was desperate enough was to just eat Ben Simmons' contract and get like a first-round pick with it. Or something else. If there was another bad contract out there, there's all kinds of things behind the scenes that we don't know that maybe teams are trying to are desperate to get off of a contract. Pistons could have ate it, got first-round pick, whatever. That's what they did, just to a lesser extent. They ate Joe Harris's contract, which is expiring, so they keep their flexibility moving forward next season and moving forward. Their cap sheet's still wide open. They're very flexible still. And they got two second-round picks for it. So, what's my... How do I feel about this? I'm indifferent about it. I'm not mad. I'm not happy about it. I'm, I'm just like, okay, it is. I, I understand why they did it. Um, I, would I? Am I happy that they got Joe Harris in two seconds? No. Would I have liked them to be able to eat a like a contract and get a first round pick in return? Yeah, but that has to be that has to be available. Like as much as I would like them to eat a bigger contract and get a first round pick for it, that that situation has to be available for them to do. And I have to assume if this was their plan to pivot to eating a contract to get assets, if that was out there, they would have picked that. So. It, would I have liked more? Yeah, but it just, again, it just doesn't seem like that was available out there. And look, Pistons fans are, are and I know you guys listening are probably just furious, okay? I understand. I Look, you guys are tired of losing. You guys thought this was going to be a big free agency. I've been telling you guys for a minute now that don't expect something big. I thought it was either Cam Johnson or they were going to do this. Like, I, I had been saying that. Or low-key free agent signings. It wasn't going to be anything drastic, and no signing was going to take this team to becoming a playoff team next year. Like, that's why I had been saying for a minute, but I understand a lot of you guys got yourself hyped up for this free agency class. But the, the, I, the, the, real, the real, real stance here is this. What really happened is here is this. This free agency class was not strong. It just was not. And if the Pistons were not going to get one of their top guys, which were a restricted free agent, if the Blazers weren't going to rebuild, Jeremy Grant just wasn't going to be available. Like, everyone wanted Jeremy Grant. But again, like, all of these guys that the Pistons wanted, they were at, like, the mercy of the other team. They weren't going to be able to get Cam Johnson unless Brooklyn didn't want to match. They weren't going to be able to get Jeremy Grant unless Portland blew it up. They weren't going to be able to get, like, I wanted Kristaps. They weren't going to be able to get Kristaps unless they let him go. Like, they were at the mercy of these other teams. 
all of their top guys were either restricted free agents or their situations the Pistons had no control over. So if those were like their top guys and they left, I understand why they didn't want to overpay for a Harrison Barnes. I understand why they didn't want to overpay for a Kyle Kuzma. I understand why they didn't want to overpay for let's, who's another person we could keep going. Um, I, I I don't I think those are the only real guys that have signed that the Pistons maybe could have been interested in. Um, yeah, basically I don't think any of these other guys were. That have been signed. Like, maybe Cam Reddish, I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to overpay for Cam Reddish. They take a flyer on Cam Reddish. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, based on how things went the first day of free agency, it just doesn't seem like it was really feasible for the Pistons to do what they wanted, what it seemed like they wanted to do, which was get Cam Johnson and one of those top guys. So, and for Joe Harris, I know we didn't spend a lot of time talking about Joe Harris himself in this trade. It's because I don't really view him as a long-term piece or even a next-year piece. I could see him just not playing next year. Now, do I expect him to not play? I think there's room for an argument there. He could play. He could not play. But the fact that he's on that like kind of borderline there, it's, that's why he's not important to me. The Pistons didn't make this deal for Joe Harris. They made this deal to keep to stay flexible with their cap sheet, eat some cap, and get two future second-round picks. So that's why they made the deal. So I'm not going to talk about Joe Harris. But, look, that, that's where the Pistons stand right now. They don't have a ton of cap space left anymore. They have six and a half. And I don't know who, like, who who's left in the free agent market that everyone would really want. Like, P.J. Washington, maybe. Um, a, maybe a Darius Baisley. Kelly Oubre still hasn't been signed, maybe. Uh, I, I think I said Jalen McDaniels, but if I didn't, Jalen McDaniels. Grant Williams, that's a realistic one I could see possibly happening. So, like, there are some lower-key guys still available that the Pistons could get. But they only have $6.5 million left in cap space. So as of right now, they're not going to be able to get that those guys. However, that doesn't mean that they can't create space to be able to go get those guys. Which is what we'll be talking about when we come back. Is this it? Is there anything more for the Detroit Pistons to do? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got here. From some, oh, my fault. Hold on. I messed that up for the YouTube audience. Okay, anyways... You guys got here from one of our lovely sponsors, Price Picks. So, if you're looking for the best daily fantasy option, and if you're looking also for somewhere you can you can have cross sports entries at, Price Picks is the place for you. You can take if football and basketball season go on at the same time. Let's say fast forward a few months, you want to take the over on Jared Goff's passing yards. You want to take the over in Jameer Gibbs' receiving yards, and then you also want to take the over in Kay Cunningham's points. You want to take the over in Jane Ivy threes. Well, you can put that into the exact same entry with Price Picks. You pick two to six players to see if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people's, just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, and I promise you, I mean it, every sport is available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with Price Picks. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, okay, so you guys were probably wondering on YouTube, why are you looking down at your phone? Well, it's because we got a bunch of 
bunch I got a bunch of tweet notifications, so just making sure that we don't have one of these situations happen again where something happens while I'm recording and I miss it and don't talk about it. Um, oh, the Pistons traded Balsa, Kopavica, the rights to him, to the Clippers for some cash. If that if that moves you guys. <laughs> if that moves you guys at all. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like anything else happened. Just I'm going to be doing this at the beginning of every segment because I, 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 I don't want to get caught slipping. All right, so... Pistons have $6.5 million left in cap space as of right now. But that does not mean that they have to stay there. So is there anything else? I can't guarantee that there is. I don't know. A lot of the guys that I thought the Pistons would be interested in have left already. That doesn't mean all of them are gone. We just went through and named a few, like Grant Williams, a P.J. Washington potentially, a, uh, um, a Jalen McDaniels, um, like Kelly Oubre potentially, like those guys, those guys are still out there available that they could potentially try to go get. But they need to create cap space in, in order to do that. Can they create cap space? Yes, they can do that. Now, will they? Don't know. It requires them to make a few moves. And I think they have, not only does it require them to make a few moves to create some cap space to try to get maybe a Grant Williams and one of these other guys that are left in free agency, I think just for the sense of the roster, they have to make a few moves. So as of right now, there's 12 guys figuratively. Now maybe maybe I'm off, maybe I'm off here, and they don't actually want to play these guys. But it sounds like there's 12 guys now on the roster that are going to need to be played, that want minutes, that need minutes. Boyan, probably Bagley. He's being paid 13 million dollars. I don't think he just wants to ride the bench. So Bagley, Wiseman. Kay Cunningham, Alec Burks, Asar Thompson, Jane Ivey, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, Marcus Sasser, Isaiah Livers, and now Joe Harris. There's just, there's not enough room to, there's not enough food to feed everybody. It's just not there. And not only is there not enough food to feed everybody, the Pistons, I, look, I, while I still don't, I, you guys know, I have not thought that this free agency was going to be some big splashes. I thought Cam Johnson and them potentially eating a contract. I thought some low-key signings. I don't expect this team to win the championship in free agency. I don't expect this team, you guys have know this, I don't expect this team to jump 30 games next year and be a playoff team. Like, I, that's not what I expect. But I do I do want this team to have a starting four. I don't think they have one right now. Now, if they believe massively in Stu, you just better be right. Like, we've said that before in the podcast. We can want a better starting four, but if they're starting Stu next year, it's because Weaver believes Stu is, is in. He's going. He's going to get. He's going to improve. He's going to be much better. He's going to be worthy of it. And all we can say at that point, if that's what they're doing, you better be right. Because if you're not right, you've now screwed over everybody. So that's what. That's basically where we're at with it. But I believe they need a bit a starting four. They also need to clear up some space in the rotation. So I think the the, the logical thing here to say here is, I think is the package of Alec Burks and Marvin Bagley or Boyan and Marvin Bagley, whichever one, to get off of Bagley's contract, provide some value with a vet that can play for real, to get a starting four back. Doesn't have to be a superstar. Doesn't have to be a star. Doesn't have to be an all-star. Heck, it doesn't even have to be a borderline all-star. Hell, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't even have to be an above-average star. Like, you need a starting four, though. At least an average starting four that can play defense and give you something offensively. That's what they need. And as of right now, they don't have the cap space to do it in free agency. 
and they don't. It, the only way, the way they would be able to do it is in through trades. And again, they need to create some room because there's not enough room for everybody. It's just not. So I think this is just my. This is me. This is me thinking right here. I think they're trying to shot Marvin Bagley right now. I think they're trying to get off of his contract. Now, could they use these two second-round picks that they just acquired from Brooklyn to do that? Potentially. Will they have to attach the two second-round picks along with a, a Bojan or a Burks to get it done? Potentially. But what that would do, it would clear up room for everyone, everyone to play in free agency. Or not free agency. It would free up a lot of room for everyone to play in the rotation that you need to play. You could then run a 10-man rotation and be all right. Um, Joe, you'd have basically, it sounds like probably it would be like Joe Harris and, 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 uh, livers fighting for minutes at that point, but we're looking a little bit too far down the road. Basically you'd have a 10 man rotation that you can figure out and actually put together. And then you'll have a starting forward. It actually makes sense with your starting lineup, which is what I think they need. That's the only thing I think they really need right now. So I think that's what they have to do. So if they do, uh, this is a long-winded way of me getting here. I'm, I apologize. But if they were to trade, basically, if they were to trade Marvin Bagley with Alec Burks or with Boyan Bogdanovich, that would create cap space. Now, they would have to trade them to a team that could eat some of the salary. Um, and, and and maybe, well, one, they could trade for like a Tobias Harris if that's still something possible. If they really want to go out and trade for a four, they could just... Instead of using it in free agency, they could just trade for an actual starting four. But assuming that they want to create cap to be able to get a Grant Williams or a P.J. Washington or one of the guys I named, they could trade Boyan and Bagley, Bagley and Burks, and that would create enough cap space to do so. Um, getting off of Bagley and Burks, that would create about $22.5 million if you just sent them somewhere and they just ate the whole contract and then give you nothing back. That's probably not possible for a lot of teams out there. Um Maybe they send back $10 million. Now you create $12 million extra. So now you got $18 million in cap space. You could probably do something with that. Um, but that's like the idea here. To trade Marvin Bagley and one of these vets to create like... I think probably the, the, the want here is probably to create at least $10 million in cap space. To go get one of those guys. That's what I think it probably would take. Now, I believe they could do that. I think eventually, if that's really what they want to do. I, again, I don't know if that's for sure what they want to do. But if that's what they want to do and that's their game plan, I think that's something that they would be able to pull off. Now, do they want to get off of Boyan? Do they want to move off of Burks to do that? I, they seem to love both of those guys. And then they went and got Joe Harris. So I don't know. Maybe they love those guys and they don't want to part with one of them just to get off of Bagley and then get a starting four. Maybe not. Me personally, I've told you guys this before, if they're starting Boyan at the three or four, I don't think they're serious because I understand Boyan is a spacer. He brings stuff offensively, but he's so bad defensively. And the Pistons were so bad defensively on the wings that I honestly think that if you just took someone who was a pretty big step back offensively, but was a big step up defensively for at the starting four position, they would be a better team. They, they just would be because defense, defense was their biggest shortcoming this past season. They were awful, horrible, horrific on the wings defensively. They need better defenders at the three or four position. So I think they should be trying to move Boyan and Bagley. That's what I would do. I'd be fine moving Burks and Bagley too. That works too. And then you can start Boyan at the three and then get a defensive minus four. Maybe you could get away with that a little bit more. Probably. Um, so either one can work. But they, they, I don't think they can start Boyan at four if they're being serious next year. Like if they're being serious, I, I just don't think Boyan on defense at the four is something that you can live with. I don't think it is. I think they need a starting level four that can play defense, be versatile defensively, and help them get out and transition and run. 
And I don't think that's something Boyan can do. It's not that Boyan's a bad player. I just don't think what the Pistons need, I think they need defense more than they need Boyan's shooting. That's what I believe. That's how bad their wing defense was. So, again, there's other th- the whole point of this segment, there is other things they can do. It doesn't mean This doesn't mean the Pistons are done. Now, could they be done? Yes, it is possible that they are for real just done, and this is it. And I know you guys would be utterly pissed if that was the case. But, oh, look at this. Okay, so now we have to wait. We have to prolong the we have to prolong the segment as I'm recording. The Wizards are trading guard Monty Morris to the Pistons. Now I'm gonna go ahead before Sham says who it is that they're trading. I'm going to assume I'm gonna take a guess and say Killian and Bagley. I think Killian and Bagley are gone for this trade. I, I'm sorry for you guys on the podcast. You guys are gonna see a lot of dead air right here. Because I'm not ending the I'm not gonna I'm not ending the segment until they tweet out who it is that the Pistons are trading back. We're just we're just gonna we'll sit here together. I'll sit here and wait. My guess is Killian and Bagley. You guys are getting my live reaction right now. This is my live reaction to this. Still waiting. I I don't like how Shams and and Woj do this. They make they they say these things and then don't. I'm still maybe maybe I should just go ahead and read actually let's go ahead and read the ad. I'll you know what whatever. I'll do the ad break. I'll do the ad break right now and then we'll come back and talk about we'll come back and talk about whatever the Pistons just gave up. I think it's killing him badly, but we'll find out what it is when we come back. Um but first, you guys gotta hear from one of our lovely sponsors, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget playing months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals for tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will create you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy. You guys can see me looking at my phone trying to figure out what this is. <laughs> so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buying tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to go digging through your email. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed with GameTime. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Yada, yada, yada. You guys get all of that. Okay, let's get back to what this deal is. Um, we still don't know what this deal is. I'm, I'm just waiting. This is I hate this so much, man. Why can't they tweet out who the Pistons are sending back with the trade, like when they announce the trade? Why, did, why does it have to be... Okay, so... Uh, I guess I'll try to fill in some air here while we wait to find out who it is. Um, so Monty Morris, I'm assuming w- they want a vet backup point guard. So I, I have to assume this means Killian's gone. Um, and they use Killian and maybe like a few seconds to get off of Bagley. And this would be more in line with, it seems like, what fans want. If this is if that's indeed, indeed uh, the guys they're trading. Um, again, we don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing nonstop to figure out who it is. But... If that, if that is who they're trading, 
This fits in line with what you guys want, I feel like. You guys are getting more vets. There's more vets playing. Guys who are ready to win now that will help them win now next year. So it's not going to be as – look, Joe Harris isn't great. I don't know if he'll play or not. He might. I don't know. Um, but, again, if they're getting Monty Morris to be their backup point guard and getting rid of Killian Hayes and Marvin Bagley, then that is to try to win next year or be better next year immediately rather than uh, rather than wait and, and de- wait on development of guys and, and deal with that. Um, okay, so James just tweeted and said the Pistons are trading a future second for Morris. Hold on. I had to tell James. James, I'm recording the podcast live right now. Please tell me if there is another player. There's a lot of dead air on the podcast currently. There's a lot of dead air on the podcast waiting to find out the details. Please. (laughs) Like, this is ridiculous. Okay, so if it's only a second, like, this is a... So if all they're trading is a second-round pick, I can't believe this is true. Okay, so this person just tweeted that the Pistons are now capped out 15 players and he would go directly into the Pistons' cap space if they are indeed not trading anyone back in return. If that's indeed what they're doing. Am I going to have to end this podcast without like you guys knowing exactly what this deal is? Is that like how this is about to happen? Like, cause I have, I might have to just sit here and wait for the next seven minutes, ten minutes, until we figure out what this deal is. Well, if they're not giving up, if they're, if the Pistons aren't giving up any players, if the Pistons aren't giving up any players, this roster even makes little sense, even more, uh, even less sense. Now you got thirteen players that need to, that you figuratively need need to feed. Like, what's going on? I'm so confused about what they're doing with this roster. Okay, so Killian has to be getting traded at some point. If he's not trading this deal, he's either being traded or he's just out the rotation completely. But then how are you playing Monty Morris, Sasser, Burks, Harris, Livers? Like, you can't play all of those guys in the... I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Like, we'll see what happens. I can't keep leaving you guys on dead air with on the podcast right now trying to figure out what's happening in live time. The, the updates are just coming in slow. Um, so stay t- I'm sure by the, t- obviously by the time you guys listen to this, you guys will know what exactly happened. Um, so you guys, this was just, you guys seeing my live reaction to everything, trying to figure out everything. It was, this is very frustrating. I, you, I've waited literally all day for this. I literally waited all day cause I knew this would happen. I didn't want this to happen and yet it happened. So whatever, we'll see what happens. We'll see what all this means. So, um, That's it for today, man. I'll catch you guys later. Stay safe out there. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. I'm sorry we didn't actually get to talk about the third segment that I was planning on, but, I mean, it is what it is. But, all right, catch you all in the next one. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out.